It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. As the Bengals prepare to travel to Tampa Bay, they're looking pretty injured. Some key players could miss the game, but that's also true for the Bucs. Let's get into some of the key matchups and keys to victory for the Bengals' Week 15 opponent. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe button on YouTube or follow us wherever you get your audio podcasts, and we'll be delivered to your devices when we upload so you can make us part of your first listen and join that first listen club. James. The first thing that stands out to me as we look ahead to this matchup for the Bengals with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is probably Joe Burrow and Tom Brady and that storyline, because that's fun. But the second thing, (laughs) and probably just as impactful thing as the quarterbacks in this game are injuries on both sides of the ball for both teams. The the Bucs heavily depleted, especially Mm -hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. The Bengals could be down to no slot corners in Dax Hill this mm-hmm. weekend. And they're already missing Shadobe Awuzie. We, we've talked this week about Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and obviously Trey Hendrickson, who hasn't participated in practice at all this week, and neither has Jalen Davis and neither has Mike Hilton on Wednesday or Thursday. So those three guys, all non-participants so far for the Bengals, and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins have been limited for two straight days. And so... A lot of key players, right, that have some limitations in practice or aren't practicing or aren't expected to play for the Bengals and on, on the Buck side. And Antoine Winfield coming back from injury. Tristan Wirfs finally limited, but I would be skeptical that he would play given, you know, where they're at with his recovery and his age. We'll see what happens there. Jamel Dean not participating in practice for the Bucks. Jernard Avery not participating in practice on Thursday. Joe Tryon Shayonka limited two days in a row. And that's what Shaq Barrett, who I've referred to the last two days on this podcast, as a good player on IR. Vita Vea not practicing for the Buccaneers this week. A lot of impactful players for both teams who are in the air as far as their status for this game. Yeah, let's start with Tyler Boyd because Tyler Boyd talked for about nine minutes on Thursday with reporters and he says he's going to play. And All right. I, I think it's interesting because this could be a classic case of Boyd says, Hey, I'm playing. It's just a finger. I'm going to play through it and all of those things. I still think there's a possibility the coaching staff says, no, the hell you're not. You aren't playing Tyler Boyd because we need you. And that's what I would keep in mind here with a lot of these injuries, how this coaching staff approaches injuries. They will give you a week if they think that it's going to be best long-term. 
And that that's Mike Hilton, Jalen Davis. You know, we'll see with those guys. Obviously, people saw Mike Hilton return. And uh, in, in so the return to the game, you don't miss a snap. I don't you miss. Oh, no, you miss a couple snaps on that first drive. You come back that second drive. Everything's okay. Well, who knows? Who knows how that knee is feeling? So we'll see if he can go. But would not shock me if the majority of the players you just named aren't able to suit up. Boyd, we'll see. I think he's going to push and fight and fight and fight the play. And usually a veteran like that can work his way onto the field. Heck, T. Higgins worked his way onto the field for a snap last week. So uh, I, I think that the main ones are slot corner. Are you going to have either of those guys? Obviously, Trey Hendrickson, I think you and I both agree, he's just not going to play this week. So Joseph Osai, come on down. Good news is he has been practicing and should be fine uh, despite dealing with a shoulder issue. And then the other one is T. Higgins and mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd. Can you at least get one of them? It'd be nice to have one of the two because there is a scenario where your secondary is a little depleted, your pass rush is, is beaten up a little bit, and it's not the same, and now you don't have your weapons, and suddenly Brady has time to throw, and you get the, the part of this that, that I'm going down, the road I'm going down. It's, oh, well, if you're in a shootout, you want at least some of your ammunition. And I know Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that's a lot of ammunition in general with Joe Mixon. You want a little bit more just in case the game goes that way. Yeah, and I I sort of alluded to this the other day, and and the running game could be a bigger factor if those wide receivers can't go, and they could lean more into Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan, and maybe they activate four running backs this week after Chris Evans wasn't active last week. And maybe if those guys can go, they still say, hey, let's lean on the run. Let's not throw Tyler Boyd 12 passes and and risk anything too. But if you're playing him, I get it. You got to be willing to to do whatever, but just something to keep in mind. It will be interesting. I think for both of those receivers, it seems like both of them are pushing to play given the story that we heard about T Higgins last week where he wanted to play. He tried to go through, he snuck into the game, even though they only had a few goal line situations designed for him and stuff like this. So seems like all these guys probably really want to play. I assume that's probably true for Jalen Davis and Mike Hilton as well. And I said those names in the wrong order for which one's the starter, but you get the idea. Um, all these guys, I assume, are trying to play if they feel like they can. And it's just a matter of balancing their health, the, the risk of re-aggravating or aggravating an injury, and the, the need to win this game. Because as we've talked about, all these games are important. And... It's hard to see the teeth with this Buccaneers team right now. And I talk about teeth here in the sense of like the werewolf or or, or vampire teeth, the, the threatening teeth of a wild animal. I, I don't necessarily know where that punch is coming from without Vita Vea, without Shaq Barrett, with all the players missing for Tampa. But then it's like Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Goblin. Those guys are still there. They haven't been very mm-hmm. good this year that Bucks offense, but as you've been mentioning all week, they're still there. They still have a track record. They have a lot of skins on the wall between the three of those guys. And so there are still challenges there, but the way the Bengals have been playing, James, it seems like they can do, you know, that they're so multiple at this point on both sides of the ball. They can do so many things to win these games and it's going to be a tough one. I think I, I don't say this to write off the Bucks by any means, but They've been overcoming these obstacles all year, and Tampa has not. They've been stumbling a little bit. And so we'll see what happens this week, right? And we'll talk about some of these things a little bit more when we get to uh, your your prediction. And 
maybe we get into some of the key matchups, right? Some of the some of the matchups we didn't talk about in the crossover that you think could determine the game or, or that I think can determine the game. Some of the key factors that, that could turn this one one way or another. Maybe we'll go there coming up next. But first, a word from Tommy John. Don't make your loved ones face the dead of winter in old T-shirts, ancient underwear, and ratty sweats. Help them find cold with cozy. Give the gift of Tommy John. And Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, and you can do everything better. Hey, maybe that means they need to throw some Tommy John on Dax Hill so he can play that elite nickel cornerback spot if he's thrust into duty. Joseph Osai meet Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics with over 18 million pairs sold 18 million. That's almost as much as Jake Lisko makes doing this podcast. Every gift backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee holiday season is perfect for Tommy John. So hurry to Tommy John's wrap it up sale and get 30% off everything plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on order now. So your gifts arrive before the holidays, 30% off plus free shipping tommyjohn.com slash locked on that's tommy tommyjohn.com slash locked on see site for details is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a lot of on noises right there. Uh, That's a real mouthful. James, let's talk about... 18 million on Jake Lisko. That's how much you make. There you go. Right, which is the same amount you make just so everybody's clear james and i make the same exact amount for this podcast we split it 50 50 just just so everybody knows james also making 18 millies a year anyway i I backed myself into a corner there yeah you got yourself on that one we we drive different cars but make the same amount of money from the mercedes versus daewoo you know i'm frugal Mm -hmm. yeah you mentioned matchups can i give you one that we didn't talk about on the crossover yeah and Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles are taking a lot of heat. And I, I think some of it's right and, and deserved. And if I was backed into a corner and I'm Tom Brady, I would say, all right, time to run this thing. <laughs> it's it's going to be my ship. So one of them, Luana Rumo versus Tom Brady in the chess match that is going to go on. Luana Rumo, the mad scientist, we've had him on the podcast the Bengals defensive coordinator is great at adjustments, second half adjustments, everything that they that they see what offenses are trying to do, they adjust and boom, usually it's that right adjustment. I think this is going to be fun because you're talking about the guy who's seen everything and seen it twice and, and three times and four times and different times and all over and, and responded to adversity. Well, when's the last time Brady was six and seven? Haven't been many times. I, I think maybe the year after they won their first Super Bowl in New England. They were around six and seven and finished eight and eight. So it, it's rare. So this is, it's going to be a unique chess match between these two. I, I do think that's interesting, especially with the rumors out there that Tom Brady kind of put down on Thursday that he is tweaking the game plan. You've seen these, I assume, right, James? I have not. Go ahead. 
Oh, I, I don't know much more about it than that. There were rumors that Tom Brady was changing the game plan and, and making his little tweaks. He should, and by the way. Clearly. He's denied it. So uh, whether or not he's doing I'm not that. shocked he's denied it. By the way, spoiler, he's a he's definitely tweaking the game plan. I, I don't even I mean need like to read the story. between like, the coaches putting it in and game day, like without telling the coaches. Not shocked by that at all. Honestly, I don't, I don't really know how you do that exactly, unless you're totally going rogue and you're Tom Brady, so nobody can tell you not to. Which this is dude possible. used to call Josh McDaniels at like 4 a.m. and be like, hey, play 57, this, 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 and this. And like, so I, yeah, I'm sure that's all he's doing is watching film. He'll see something and make an adjustment. And, you know, especially if he's not tr trusting this coaching staff right now, which, which might yeah. matter, might be a thing. And, and I get that. It'll be interesting to see how the Bucks attack this game and Tom Brady attacks this game because they haven't been able to get much going, as we've discussed, on offense really all year. And they're throwing the ball more than the Bengals. I think one a of lot them, more. A just lot a few more. teams in the NFL probably throwing the ball more. The, the Bengals throwing the ball 65% of their dropbacks, the Bucks at 68.8% of their dropbacks being pass plays. Those haven't been as efficient as the Bengals' passing game has been, but you look at the current strengths of this defense, and if I'm Tom Brady and, and Byron Leftwich, I'm thinking I'm going to throw the ball 75% of the time this week because you got DJ Reader up there to try to run against and Sam Hubbard up there to try to run against and these linebackers that have been playing great to try to run against, or you have two backup corners in Eli Apple and two really good safeties, fair, to throw against. And you feel like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, maybe they can, maybe they can do a little something mm -hmm. in this game. So I do think it's going to be very interesting to see what the, the Tampa game plan is and, and how the Bengals prepare for Tom Brady at this point in his career, having done as much as he's done with an offense that isn't working, that's still searching a little bit to find their way. What exactly do you lean into? Because I feel like it's been really clear for the last few weeks. And now, here, here's a team that, I, I mean, you still prepare for the pass, right? I think that they, they have a clear passing track record, but they could be so versatile with Tom Brady, at quarterback, that I think the preparation is not like, okay, we're going to drop eight occasionally against Patrick Mahomes and try to confuse him. We're going to focus on the run against the Browns and the Titans. I think it's just a little bit different this week. And I think that's a fun matchup that, that like you mentioned to watch. Yeah. I, I, Cause I, I don't think there is a, a foolproof. All right. This is what they should do o outside of pressuring Brady, which maybe they do. Maybe Joseph Osai dials up what he did in that preseason game, which feels like forever ago when he made yeah. his debut and, and sacks right. Tom Brady and you know, oh, Sam Hubbard continues his career year. DJ Reader, who I had to mention today because we've mentioned him all week, and why not get some pressure? And if you do that, then a lot of this becomes a moot point, like a cow's opinion. It's oh, do you get that reference? You might not, but hopefully our listeners do. And and so will that happen? I just think there is a scenario where they don't get as much pressure as you would like against Brady and maybe he gets into that zone by the way I'm not rooting for that by the way I, I think people see that Brady's been around for most of my life so it's it's easy to, to know him and see him and watch him and and understand the you know the good the bad his weaknesses he's missing and he's uncomfortable and so if you can mm -hmm. continue that I don't really have any 
any concerns. Now, if you let him get in that groove, which I've seen him do time and time again, then it's then it's going to be tough and it's going to be a challenge, especially if you're shorthanded uh, on offense as well. Because I have no doubt that Joe Burrow can go toe to toe with Brady right now, no doubt. But if you take away T. Higgins, you take away Tyler Boyd, they triple team Jamar Chase in that scenario, which I, I'm exaggerating a little, but not a ton because they should at least double team him if, in that always every single snap if, if t and, and tyler are out and so then it makes it interesting and and I, i'm not sure which which route uh th- they would go and, and who they would really lean on unless they can get the run game going which maybe that's that, that's the answer that's the jake let's go answer is run the ball this week which i'm shocked that that might be that might be the solution it depends on who's healthy, right? And how healthy they are. If you have your full complement of wide receivers, you're mixing things up. You're taking advantage of two high looks. You're going to run the ball with Joe Mixon because you've been doing well with that. And there's no Vita Van and, and you've got a bunch of backups, really. Like you could be down to practice squad players, depending on who plays for the Bucks, especially on the edge. So, you know, the one thing that has hurt this team, especially last week, are, are edge rushers. There, there's none of those guys. Joe Tryon Shayanka is but a guy, but he's been limited this week too we'll see if he plays or not then the only other active guy for them is anthony nelson right now and i mean they're they're fine football players but they're not miles garrett and, and micah parsons right so the the matchup with the front seven devin white can create some havoc levante davis still a really really good player but that feels like it tilts in the bengals favor especially if they have those wide receivers out there but the other thing is there, there's no Jamel Dean this week and in all likelihood he's not going to play this week. He hasn't practiced. Sean Murphy bunting, I think gets back and Carlton Davis is out there, but I mean, and Antoine Winfield looks like he's going to be back actually too. And good player. Really good player. Really good player. But if, if Jamar chase could get loose against the Browns, I feel like the Bengals should be able to find a way to use him. Even if those receivers don't go, in this game and a combination of that and the running game. And like I said, maybe you have four running backs active and maybe you, you use Chris Evans outside a little bit more. Maybe not. seems like he's not necessarily the coach's favorite player right now. Um, but that would be an opportunity, especially with Trent Taylor also limited this hamstring week. hamstring so limited all week. Yeah. All, all sorts of injuries piling up for the Bengals wide receivers. And it'll depend on who go, who can't go, but it seems like, this offense, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan should be able to pick a spot and pick a matchup they like and go after it. There aren't a bunch of world beaters on this Tampa defense right now. No, no, there, there aren't. And that's the second most surprising thing, right? The offense for them is, is the most surprising. The fact that they have the lowest amount of points in the NFC South. But I expected this defense to be better than, than they are right now. Injuries are a part of that. But we've seen the Bengals overcome them. And I, I think that this offense, they should be productive regardless. I agree. But if it's it's that shootout scenario, like if you're getting the Bucks offense that we've seen all season, that's fine. But if if for some reason it's just like the perfect, perfect blend, you can see the path. And I don't think it's the most likely path. I think the Bengals, spoiler, are going to win this game. And it's because they're the better team and they're playing better right now. So why would you not pick them? And they have a, a better quarterback who's playing at a high level and and – both quarterbacks are are really good when they're on, but Burrow's been on way more than Brady. So let's uh, continue this conversation. Give us our, you know, we'll, we'll get into some final thoughts on Brady, Burrow, 
Bengals, Bucks. Round one. I said round one in a video earlier today. That implies that there could be a round two. I guess it's possible. But first, a word from Total Wine and More. This holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine and More with so many great bottles to choose from. And spoiler, oh yeah, I am a wine fan, especially around the holidays. Uh, I could go for a little wine, an equal opportunity uh, a, a drinker when it comes to alcohol. So wine, yeah, certainly in the mix there. So it's easy to find your favorite new Cabernet, Chardonnay, or all the perfect gifts for everyone on your list at Total Wine and more. They have a friendly guide that is going to help you make the right calls and all of the confidence knowing you found something special for the lowest price. So love what you find only at Total Wine and more curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. So visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Again, that's TotalWine.com to learn more. And of course, drink responsibly, B21. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't mean to write the Buccaneers off here, everybody. I think we had some comments earlier this week that we weren't taking the Buccaneers seriously. We? We? Yeah. yeah. Well, people haven't been listening. I've painted the path eight times this week. On the, I've just seen it too many times. I, I'm just saying. I'm just clarifying for ever, for anybody listening, geez. regardless of who you think isn't uh, taking the Buccaneers seriously, despite their injuries, despite their struggles, despite the players playing for them and the criticisms of the coaching staff, they and their inconsistencies. Honestly, like from a results perspective, they can still put it together in any given week. This is a team that like you said in the crossover yesterday, has recently been to the Super Bowl and conference championship game. And they just haven't put it together very consistently this year. So given that we're not taking them lightly in terms of how we evaluate them, I could still see the Bengals getting a hold of this one early because I think they're just the better team, especially with the injuries, like key injuries to guys like Vita Vea and Jamel Dean and some of those, uh, you know, some of the other players for the Bucks. The Bengals have them too. They've been able to overcome them all year, including against the Chiefs, including against the, the Tennessee Titans. And maybe they don't, but I could see the Bengals controlling this one. And, and James, you could see a, a shootout scenario that you've talked about too that you've mentioned, but you, you had a, a closer prediction for this one in our crossover yesterday. So let's mm -hmm. revisit because the Bengals have been covering and the Bucks have not been covering. And those trends would suggest the Bengals by three and a half or better. But where do you think? After 26, 20, yeah, 26, 23 Bengals. I, I think it's going to be sticking with it. All right. Yeah. The, the Bengals, you're right. They're the better team. And yet I think you're going to get a couple haymakers from this Tampa team because they know where they're at, they've struggled. There's also some weaknesses on this Bengals defense because of health uh, above anything else. That said, and I want to be very clear here, and those that listen regularly know how I feel. I'm not pressing panic if Daxell has to play nickel corner. In fact, 
I think Dax Hill probably most comfortable coming into the league at nickel corner. And so I, I, I think he's going to be just fine there. Now, is it a tough matchup? Yeah. Chris Godwin's awesome. And I know he's was slower earlier in the year, just coming back from that ACL. I think he's kind of ramped it up a little bit and, and that's a, a tough cover. Assuming he's matched up against him a lot. I think Dax Hill is going to play. All right. I think this defense will dial it up enough. And I do think getting off to a quick start is important because of that rhythm. It seems like anytime you look up, the Bucs are down 21-3, 14-3. They're just getting crushed. And then most of the time, not against the 49ers, but most of the time they find their way back. You want to get off to a good start against them so they don't get off to a quick start against you. If you're shorthanded on offense, all of those things, it just opens up a can of worms that you hope to avoid. I think Burrow and this offense does just enough. And if T. Higgins and Boyd can play and be their normal selves – then I don't think it's this close, 26, 23. But I, I think that they're either going to play and be limited or not be their normal selves or not as effective as uh, as they are or not play. And and so if that's the case, that's my 26, 23 scenario where it's close. They absorb some haymakers and, and you look up and, and Evan Money, Mac McPherson delivers in the Bay and the Bengals get their sixth straight. You want a fun fact about 23 points for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year? Yeah, sure. They've reached that point in one game all year against when the Kansas City Chiefs. 31-41 against the Chiefs. Besides that, they're, they're 21, 22, 21, 20. Everything else below 20 points all year. Yeah, 23. They have, get... they have five games this year getting to 20 points. That's insane. I mean, they're playing okay defense too, right? Like they're winning games despite somehow not getting to those those point totals, but their defense is just so depleted at this point. It's kind of like they, they can sort of keep it going a little bit, obviously, despite some of those deficiencies because of the coaching, because of the scheme consistency and, and these guys being in the system for a while, but it's just hard to see. It, it could be a Brady thing though. That's always a, an X factor. Never doubt him. I just, I've been around but too never long. doubt Burrow too, right? Like he, Brady's done it longer, obviously. But, but how many times has Joe Burrow taught us that, that doubting him in these big so, spots? Sure, is, but is flip it. Right play. Flip it. If the Bengals were desperate at six and seven and, and trying to get back into the playoff race and the Bucks were nine and four, would you say, oh, well, don't, don't count out Burrow? I would. You would say don't count that. I wouldn't feel very good about it. I wouldn't feel very good about a six and seventeen going to play a nine and four team on a five game winning streak. No doubt, and and that's why, that's why I'm picking the Bengals. That's why I think that the Mm -hmm. you know the Bengals should win, and in most scenarios they do. But it's it's just it's it's the same thing. I would say the same thing about Bro. You you never know. That that's the you know you never know in these games. And and right now as we record this, we don't know who's playing on either side that that's a little bit unclear with injuries really on both sides, casting doubt and, and creating a lot of uncertainty. And as always, you know, we always talk about things getting weird and, and that is always a big X factor, which way is the ball going to bounce and, and how does bouncing ball luck go? We can't predict any of that stuff, but I don't know, man, to me on paper, a lot of things scream Bengals in this one. Just, just given the way these teams have played all year, but, but I'll give you that there are certainly some X factors, and uh, the biggest one of those is Tom Brady. We'll have you covered after the Bengals and Joe Burrow take on 
Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast with post-game takeaways analysis and throughout the week, more reflection on how the Bengals season is progressing as they could match last year's win total with a win on Sunday, regular season win total. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We appreciate you listening and make sure you check back on Sunday after the game for more. Until next time, day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.